Welcome to the Inside the Upside Down podcast on MikeRicksecker.com. Welcome to our first ever Inside the Upside Down. I am Mike Ricksecker. Yeah, just hanging out on the couch. We'll come up with a setup and all that. I'm also on Periscope, so simulcasting here. Um, you know, really, uh, this is this is you guys. You wanted a second hour, and so that is what we're doing, giving you that extra footage, kind of the after-hours show to everything that we're talking on Edge of the Rabbit Hole and into some you know other paranormal topics. So I've got the uh, chat going on here. Um, no, you didn't miss it, Zippy. <laughs> and uh, thanks to, let's see, uh, Fran's been hanging out, Andrew Cubbage, Andrew Cox, um, Lori Lynn is back with us. I saw Diane Hilbert in there. Um, so all you guys continue to hang out. I know our chat shenanigator will be back with us soon. Um, those of you down in Periscope, thank you for joining us this evening. And um, I will do my best because it's going to be a simulcast to go back and forth between the two. So, um, so Shama said something, it was still, I think that's on Facebook. So, I don't know. I'm not going to deal with the Facebook stuff right now. Um, <laughs> so, hopefully our chat shenanigator will get in there with us on the YouTube side. And then you guys down there on Periscope, thank you for the hearts. All right, so what I want to talk about this evening, and okay, there, you found it. Good job. Um, what I want to talk about, oh, I see what Shama's saying. Ah, Okay, let me, I need to fix the title. Um, okay. Let me fix the title here real quick. I changed, I got the title going right on Periscope, but I didn't change the title on um, the YouTube stream. First time, you know, it's going to happen. So, what was this? Oh, yeah, Haunted Cemeteries. Let's do this. Haunted Cemeteries. Um on, uh, or it's going to be inside Haunted Cemeteries, here we go, inside Haunted Cemeteries, on Inside the Upside Down. So we'll get that, inside, down, there we go. So hopefully, it'll save the stream. So, um, it, Shauna, I wasn't ignoring you, I was already live. So, <laughs> um, I, was, I was only able to see like the little preview of your message, my love. That's it. <laughs> so, hopefully that'll fix that and we'll get it. Okay, so Inside the Upside Down. For those of you who aren't familiar with it, um, the Upside Down is... Ba I'm ripping it from Stranger Things. That is straight up. <laughs> the Upside Down in Stranger Things basically is like a reverse of the regular world. So, it's like a... A netherworld, an underworld, whatever you want to call it. Um, basically, kind of like that whole concept concept of, you know, as above, so below. And the things that live within this, you know, world, um, they're kind of nefarious. And, you know, been wreaking havoc on the little town of Hawkins. Um, we're not going into a whole bunch of um, Stranger Things. But I like the concept of this idea of, you know, it, uh, you know parallel universe of getting in deeper to somewhere unknown in discovering and uncovering its secrets. So that's what we're going to do, and we're going to choose like all kinds of different uh, topics as uh, we go along this journey. Right now we're starting with, with Haunted Cemeteries. So um, 
Yeah, thank you, uh, everybody. Of course. <laughs> oh, oh, of course I'm apologizing. Um, you can take me. Okay, Shama. We'll put that one to the test. Bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for the hearts down there on Periscope. Looks like we've got uh, Tom McNicholas is in the house again down there. Um, always appreciate that. So I have to keep up on have to keep up on chat in both areas. It'll be interesting. And there's Lens White. Awesome. All right. So and there's Sean. Are you alone in there? No, you're not alone in there. Um, reminds reminds me of the intro, the Tales of the Dark Side, the Upside Down. Yeah, kind of, kind of like that, isn't it? Um, you know the font for the um, what should I call for the show Stranger Things, um, and what I've used for this is from the Choose Your Own Adventure books. So um, you know that's you know, when I first saw, it, I was like, "Wow, Choose Your Own Adventure!" And that's one of the things about the show. I'm doing a whole review. I'm not going to get into it right now. I am posting a review either tomorrow or Thursday on Stranger Things. So you get a lot of that, but you know, it's just so much stuff pulled from the 80s. It's like an alternate reality of my childhood with that show. So, um, yeah, I uh, appreciate the thumbs up and, and all of that great stuff. So, yeah, you're not alone. <laughs> all right, cool. So let's get into Haunted Cemeteries. Um, I, I picked this for a topic just to start off the show or start off the series, whatever you want to call it. Basically, because we were just talking about haunted cemeteries um, this past week. If you were watching the um, the Mike's Morning Mug, um, it was about different haunted cemeteries that we've been going to. Um, you know, kind of some of the reasons why you know the cemeteries can be haunted, and there's actually some kickback in the in the paranormal community. And, well. It kind of in even in general circles about um, can cemeteries really be haunted and well yeah they can and you know, the question that's always thrown out there is why would um, you know, why would a spirit haunt a cemetery you know their their body is deceased so why are they going to hang out there but um, you know, so I guess Sean's not seeing any chat okay I don't know what's going on there <laughs> um, so. Yeah, why would they hang out there? Well, that's a that's a good question. But you know, I've I've caught EVPs in in cemeteries. So there's definitely that going on. I've seen all kinds of shadows in in cemeteries, and you know, it's I mean, with light anomalies, all different kinds of things like that. So there's definitely something going on there. So let's talk about um, why they may want to haunt a cemetery. Well, <clears throat> for one, you know, maybe they're not necessarily haunting it. You know, maybe they're not necessarily hanging out there. And maybe they are. Uh, but there is also an idea that's out there that, you know, maybe when you start um, talking about somebody that has passed away, even if you're not in the cemetery, just kind of in general, that you know, maybe they kind of get a little tingle that you're actually talking about them. And they're kind of curious, oh, somebody's talking about me. They're kind of feeling that connection, that energy. And then they go and they visit. So, and yeah, like Shonda says, cemeteries are very kind of crazy active uh, for her, definitely. So, um, yeah, maybe, and Donna say maybe they gravitate there because they know loved ones come to visit. And that's another one, is that, you know, maybe they do kind of stop by occasionally, you know, check to see if somebody's hanging out. And um, if not, then they go on. So, yeah, I don't necessarily believe, you know, too many 
spirits actually just hang out and haunt a cemetery because they think it's cool to haunt a cemetery. Unless, you know, they are really narcissistic about their body and they're like, well, i got to hang out with my body. But, you know, kind of thinking about that now, what if there's an object? What if there's an object that's in the casket that they're really attached to? And, you know, we've heard about haunted items. Maybe they're attached to that item that's down there in the casket. Or, who knows? I mean, you never know how people think. And really, spirits are basically, you know, people that we know just without a physical body. And maybe they're thinking that somewhere along the way, somebody's going to come dig them up and take that item. You never know. So they're protecting it. So, yeah. Yeah, like uh, ring in the ear. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, what about crematoriums? Are crematoriums haunted? That's a good question, Fran. Hmm. Are crematoriums haunted? Um, you know, I've heard that. That crematoriums can be haunted. And maybe that's one of those where somebody, maybe they are attached to their body. And that's the last place that they ever actually saw their body. Um, some crematoriums, and I, I, I don't know if it's some or most, um, but they will retain the ashes for a while, and sometimes ashes go unclaimed. So there are crematoriums that do have kind of a stockpile of ashes of people that are just like sitting there on shelves. So there's that too. Maybe somebody's coming by to visit their urn. Or how about this? Maybe it's not <clears throat> the person that's deceased. Maybe it's a loved one that has also passed that knows that the remains of their loved one is there at the crematorium and so they go and visit the urn. There's, there's a lot of different possibilities with all this stuff. So, um, yes, uh, I'm going to try to go back and forth here, check the chat, so it might be a little disjointed because uh, I'm kind of on my own here. Usually when we do Edge of the Rabbit Hole, when Vanessa starts talking or our guest, I'll start looking through the chat a little bit. So. This is going to be kind of interesting. It's it's almost this is almost like just doing a regular live chat. Really, is kind of what we're doing here. Uh, but we've got to do that with after hours, right? That's that's kind of the idea. Um, Sean Gilmore says my favorite photograph that I ever got on an investigation was at a cemetery. Very cool. Very cool. Um, speaking of, okay, it's just evidence from cemeteries. Um, let's let's get into a couple. Okay, hopefully these kick off right. I haven't actually tested it. Um, but a couple of, and those of you that have been following me for a while, you guys have probably seen a couple of these. I'm not going to play all of my, uh, evidence from cemeteries, but, um, you know, here's, I'll start with one that's kind of a classic. Uh, both of these are actually from the same cemetery. And the first one is, um, you know, I'm there observing the layout of the headstones. And I noticed that, uh, this name was John Allen. And one was, you know, regular headstone, cool, okay. Behind it, though, is another headstone, same name, same person, but it has military stuff on it, um, Navy. It's like, oh, okay, so this one was his, you know, regular headstone, and the other one was, like, the military one. And as I'm saying these things, you hear, correct. You hear Dustin, one of our old investigators, say, hmm, you hear that. Um, but then you hear correct, so, like, a verification of that. There's so, a second marker for John right here from the uh, from the Navy. So he's got two markers. There's a second marker for John right here from the uh, from the Navy. So he's got two markers. 
if I could scroll back up, okay. <laughs> so you gotta, it's taking a while to click off the screen. Those of you down in Periscope, I know you didn't hear it. So that's gonna have to be something that I work out is how, if I'm gonna show things on Facebook, how do I show it down there in Periscope? Yeah, Linz, um, you, you wouldn't have heard it in Periscope. You would have had to have heard it on um, Facebook. So that's something I'm gonna have to figure out, okay. But, yeah, that one's, that one's actually pretty cool. Um, it's just a confirmation of what, you know, I had observed. And the name John Allen, he actually, that family actually owned across the dirt road from that cemetery the land that Black Bear Church was on. Now, you guys probably heard some of the different stories about Black Bear Church, the crawler, all of that stuff. That's the... Um, location that was uh, that we filmed my ghost story for that our episode of my ghost story. So this one is also from the um, from the same cemetery. It's a different night, and the other two people that I was investigating with that that night had already gone back to the car. I decided to do one last sweep through the cemetery, just kind of walk through the headstones and that sort of thing, and I got one of the strangest EVPs I've ever gotten. But, you know, it's very, it's very clear, loud as a bell, and I'm by myself, and just walking. So again, you, those of you down at Periscope um, wouldn't have heard that, and I'm, I apologize to the, uh, the Periscope uh, viewers down there, uh, but that one was my teeth are warm, or at least that's what I heard was uh, was my teeth are warm. So um, very very weird, crazy EVP. Um, I've never gotten anything that kind of bizarre um, before. I mean, I've heard some some weird stuff, but um, usually there's not necessarily context, but makes sense, you know, like uh, one that says we shouldn't talk, or, um, you know, a name that's given, or, just, you know, a couple of words that you usually hear together in a sentence, but that one, my teeth are warm, I never, never in, like, regular conversation, you know, just, you know, just hanging out, you know, even if you're not feeling well, like, oh, I got a headache, you don't hear people say, my teeth are warm, like, oh, my teeth are warm, it just doesn't happen. <laughs> So, yes, definitely a weird EVP. So, um, so Donna Gorton says to her, it sounds like uh, I can't get warm. And there are a couple of variations that I've heard like that. Um, my ears always hear my teeth. I, I don't know. <laughs> but other people have heard that as well. So, you know, um, yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks, Ren. Appreciate that. I caught it. Um, can't get warm. So, maybe. I mean, that would make more sense if it was, I can't get warm. Because somebody, uh, you know, body buried in a cemetery, you know, bodies under the ground, definitely cooler under the ground. Uh, that would make more sense. I always hear my teeth. And so, and other people have heard my teeth. And there's also, and I can't think of off the top of my head, other people have heard some other variations as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, anybody else who has another idea about that, whether, or if you want to confirm my teeth or I can't get, you know, either one, um, that's fine. And that's, um, 
you know, that's why we put this stuff out there. You know, you guys are always another set of eyes and ears and all of that. So um, if you heard something else, you made my hearing, hearing's going, I don't know. I mean, that was a while, that was a long time ago, that EVP. But, um, so, um, okay, Phoenix Feather, uh, 1031 asks, what's your opinion on the evil spirits around the cemeteries? Um, well, I don't necessarily think there's evil spirits hanging around cemeteries. I, I mean, evil spirits can hang out wherever they want, you know, whether it's in a, a, a home, a, a, <clears throat> an asylum, you know, sure, they, they could hang out in cemeteries. I don't think cemeteries are a, um, you know, a place where it's like, well, if you go to a cemetery, you're always going to find evil spirits there. I think they can go there. Um, but I don't think it's one of those where, you know, because it's a cemetery that, you know, it, it's evil. Um, you know, I've dealt with very few quote-unquote evil spirits. I mean, I've you know, dealt with some, some jerks, you know, ba you know, kind of the adage, if you're a jerk in life, you're probably going to be a jerk in death, that sort of thing. Um, most malevolent spirit uh, to date that I've dealt with would have been um, the, uh, they called it a wraith on the show, but the one that we uh, dealt with on the show, The Haunted, it was called Monster in the Closet, and it was definitely a nasty spirit. Um, you know, even while we were doing the uh, the cleansing that we filmed for the show, I mean, that girl, Talison, got punched in the gut and even have the dye EVP um, that confirmed that. So there are some nasty things out there, but um, I, I don't think cemeteries are necessarily like a big draw for evil spirits. Evil spirits are going to hang out wherever they feel like hanging out. So um, most of the spirits that I've interacted with at cemeteries are kind of like that. It's kind of like, you know, a random, you know, guy confirming his own grave. Um, you know, just, you know, family members hanging out. Um, I know Shauna has felt a lot of um, children, uh, child spirits at cemeteries. They, she kind of, um, you know, picks up on that. Um, you know, Carrie saying that uh, there's definite... Evil, sure. There's there's evil around. Yeah, I'm not going to deny that there's evil around. It's just um, like a, a lot of people are like very quick to go, oh, demon this, demon that. Um, you know, the door slammed in my house. It must be a demon. Calm down. Just settle down. <laughs> Take it easy. Take a deep breath. Um, just because there's a spirit around doesn't mean it's a demon. Doesn't mean it's evil. It's just for the most part, they're just people. They're just people. So, um, all right. Um, so, uh, Tammy's asking Shauna if child spirits uh, are drawn to her in general. Yeah, they, they pretty much are. Um, and Shauna's saying that she blames Zach for the, the demon stuff. Um, talking about Shauna, children, um, cemeteries all together. Um, let me go back down here to, I think it's this button here. I didn't mark it properly. And come on. Sometimes this works a little slow when I try to bring up some of these slides. Okay. So there's Shauna. Um, hello, my love. Now I can actually see you. <laughs> and what's going on here, um, Shauna is, is drawn to uh, the children at this particular 
Cemetery. This is Rose Hill. And the story with this, and I know you guys down there in Periscope can't see the photo. I'm sorry about that. We'll figure out, we'll figure out something. I've got to figure out the Periscope stuff. But with this particular family, when we first went through here, um, you know, we had noticed just kind of the whole layout of the thing. The center stone is the parents. On the left-hand side is, um, are two girls. And they were older, and they, you know, matured, had a long life, all that. On the on the right, where Shauna's at, are um, some stones, three stones of boys from the family. But they all died at a very young age. And when we were making these initial observations of these headstones, um, all of a sudden, you know, we heard a noise from behind us, and it just. It was too coincidental that you know we described all this and then we had um, this noise. There wasn't anything around that could make it, um, and we continued to visit, follow up, find out more information about the family. And as we continued to do so, um, what in the world is that? Oh, that was Vanessa's tattoo. I have no idea why it's there. Oh, I clicked on the wrong button, that's why. That was from an old show. <laughs> that's her Mad Hatter's tattoo. Whoops! Sorry, Vanessa. Your Mad Hatter tattoo got um, <laughs> put on display. <laughs> um, whoops. <laughs> um, so, in any case, like I was saying, um, with that particular family, every when we've gone back there, we've felt you know poked, prodded, you know, um, like I remember something grabbing my elbow, something grabbed uh, Shauna a couple times. It was um, you know really just you could tell something was reaching out to us, and most specifically Shauna. Um, she has really you know honed in on the children, the boys uh, from that family, so. You know, there's more that we need to follow up and investigate with on that one. So we're going to have like a whole, you know, little video on that. Not necessarily like a Friday Night Ghost Rides, but some sort of video um, that we'll put together as we find out more more information about that family. Um, and, and I know what we're really trying to find out is what in the world happened to the boys. Why was, you know, three boys, what did, what did they die of? You know, um, we don't... One thing that we do that we do is we're very respectful of the spirits, so we don't ask them stuff like, um, you know, how did you die? You know, you know you're dead, right? Anything like that. Uh, we try to find that information out on our own because they may not know that they have actually passed away. So, um... <laughs> no, Sean, that was not private folder. That was actually we actually aired her tattoo on an episode. That button was still up. I have a bunch of old buttons uh, that are still sitting here. So, um, I mean, I got like the witchy shit shirt is still here. Um, there's a um, an animated moon stuff like that. It's oh no. Um, Oh, okay. So Shauna's saying, "Good thing it was one of the pics of his private folder." Well, that, hey, I don't want to be showing stuff of you, <laughs> Shauna. Um, so, yeah, Donna's saying she feels really heavy and drawn down to the earth when um, she visits. Yeah, that's. Um, I mean, and Shauna, you can speak more to that in the chat, I guess. 
Um, you know, because I, I know that she's really, you know, drawn, especially to the child spirits. You know, we were at um, St. Omer's Cemetery in, um, it's near Ashmore in, in Illinois. Um, a lot of you are probably familiar with Ashmore Estates. And we were actually there to visit a witch's grave that we had heard about. And um, the interesting thing about that, and we go out and we, you know, we'll, we'll check out these different legends that we hear about and, and what have you. See, you know, if there's any validity. Um, some of it's just like interesting history. Uh, with St. Omer, it's essentially a town that no longer exists. Um, you could say it's a ghost town, but there's not even any of the buildings still standing. And this one particular uh, grave marker, you know, it's, it, you know, it's very noticeable. You know, it's got a round ball. It's basically on this big, you know, pedestal sort of thing, very ornate. Uh, but the date on it is February 31st, and there is a, uh, a legend associated with it. Um, you know that you know, she had cursed the town; she would return. Um, you know on the anniversary of her death, but you know they put February 31st on there because you could never get to February 31st and return on an anniversary. Um, the flip side is that well, the they so <laughs> that's the legend. Uh, others have said, well, no, she actually died of pneumonia, and they couldn't figure out the date. Um, some dates said the 26th, some dates said the 28th, so they just put the 31st on there instead. So who, it's one of those we still have to dig, do more research on, find out the real story. So we went there for that. But as we went in, there was a very large section in there of one particular family that had a number of child deaths. And yes, it, during that time, you know, mid to late 1800s, there were a lot of child deaths, but this was like an inordinate amount. And so, um, Shauna was just really drawn to that and just boom, it hit her. And, um, yeah, that was one, if you watch the, um, the witch's grave, uh, Friday Night Ghost Frights, you can see her reaction. And so that's something that she's really, really tuned in and in on and Shana, I don't mean to keep throwing the, that whole thing there on you, um, but um, you know because you're down there in the chat, so I know you're talking about it a little bit. Um, but it's something that you know, as an example, hey, when you go to cemeteries, there's a lot of energy that's there. It's like you may not even actually interact with you know a, a spirit. There may not uh, you know, be a spirit hanging out there or, or haunting there or whatever, but there is still like a palpable energy sometimes when you go to cemeteries that you will feel whether it's you know these children that are there or you know somebody else's energy that's that's hanging around for whatever reason so what are you guys saying down there in the chat let's check you out <laughs> um uh Rain is saying shielding protecting uh a must whenever interacting with the paranormal and i'll just say yeah whatever your belief system is um to, to me, that's just a faith thing. If whatever you believe is going to protect you, if that's your faith system, whatever, it'll protect you just as long as you have faith. If you don't have faith in something, then it's not going to protect you. Um, what else do we have? Um, I mean, that's interesting. Uh, Phoenix Feather saying maybe the children are drawn to you because you go as a couple and they may see you as parents or protectors. That's an interesting concept. Um, I mean, certainly with, with Shauna, uh, they're drawn to Shauna, or Shauna's drawn to them, you know, or maybe it's a, you know, simultaneous thing. Um, for me, I'm not necessarily drawn 
you know, so much to the to the children. I mean, yes, they're there, and what happened to them is tragic and it's sad. Um, it's more of a general thing. It's like the the history, the older stones. I'm more drawn to the the more historic uh, sections of the cemeteries. You know, the um, yeah, the uh, the old masonry, the old art, um, sculpture work, and all of that. And it's more the historical aspects of the cemetery that I'm drawn to. And that's not trying to like dehumanize it or whatever. I mean, maybe it's the the energy from those older souls that are kind of drawn me to those older stones. Um, you know, the newer there are some there are some newer ones that are that are quite sad. Um, just from the stories, because think about cemeteries is there's a story there you know with each of these stones there's a story there um, and in today's in today's world with the technology some of those stories are very well played out because they do laser etching on some of these stones now and you can like see somebody's life you know depending on how they've done the stone but you can see like somebody's life you know played out right there on the headstone and so boom there's a story um, but even some other ones you know, some sad tales like um, a cemetery out in Oklahoma called Dick Duck Cemetery. And um, this is near Tulsa. And there are headstones there. You can, you can see what was going on socially at the time where there are children graves. And on the top of each of these uh, graves is the word half-breed. And so these were, um, you know, half Native American, half white children that had died at a young age and you know because of you know the social climate of the time which is very discriminatory very racist you know that's what they were putting on the top of these stones were half breed very very terrible um, but it tells a story of how even children um, you know of these people were treated so um what else you guys got? There's been a few times where one of the kiddos reached out to shot him while she was at home. Yep. Yep. And Diane Hilbert agreeing. She loves looking at the very old stones. Um, yeah, cemeteries are allowed for Shauna. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, the art, like I said, on those headstones is absolutely uh, fantastic. So, uh, Don, Mike, and I are going to start doing grave rubbing. Um, yeah, you know, and Shauna, you and I talked about that, um, you know, a, a few different times where, you know, and I I've, I've did grave rubbings like back when I was in fifth and sixth grade. Um, you know, <laughs> the town that I lived at in Massachusetts was, um, Massachusetts is old, right? <laughs> so there are graves in the, uh, like the little cemetery downtown that dated to the, you know, 1700s. I think there may have been some late 1600s in there. Um, well, we would go in there because you could barely make out the, um, you know, any of the words on the stone. So you go in there, big piece of paper and the crayons, and and you could start to make out some of what um, had been on the stone and get a, a better visual of you know all the information. And so, Shama, yeah, you and I have talked before about on some of these stones that we come across where. You know, it's really, you know, weathered away and doing the rubbings would be a, uh, a great way to, you know, get some of that information. Or even if there's a stone that we really like, um, to, be able, to be able to grab, uh, you know, that image. So, um, definitely grave rubbings, I think, is kind of a, 
it's almost kind of a dying, I don't know if it's an art, but um, it's a dying practice for sure. You know, uh, you know, nobody really thinks on a paranormal investigation of a cemetery, hey, let's take some, you know, paper and crayons along with us just in case. You know, so a lot of times we're relegated to, you know, if that's at night, taking a flashlight and kind of doing the whole, you know, shadow thing, you know, see so if we can get it at the right angle, you know, to be able to see what it says. Um, yeah, we don't ever really think to, uh, to do that, uh, but we should, we definitely should, uh, because there's a lot of information I think that we're missing or not catching. You know, that one that we did, um, oh, was it Clark Evans? There we go. <laughs> Clark Evans. It's two last names, so I always get it. In any case, um, when we were trying to hunt him down, um, at the cemetery that we went to, you know, there were a number of stones there that had been weathered away. And I know we're kind of thinking that he's probably off to the side a little bit, but we, we don't know. He could have been one of those stones that had just been, you know, almost completely weathered away. But we could take a piece of paper and, some, you know, the crayon and maybe get some information about who was actually there. So, um, Fran, Civil War cemeteries make you feel ill. Um, interesting. Oh, speaking of Civil War cemeteries, I don't know how many of you uh, know this one. Um, the uh, the home of Robert E. Lee. Um, now, when Civil War started, he basically had to abandon his home because um, his house was right across the river from Washington, D.C., which, of course, Washington was controlled by... Um, the North by the Union soldiers. Virginia, for most of the war, was controlled by the South, but that area right there, of course, around Washington, um, was still controlled by the Union. So most of Virginia was the South, but that area there around, um, but Washington, Maryland, all that was pretty much controlled by um, the Union. So at Robert E. Lee's old home, they were burying the deceased soldiers so that he wouldn't ever want to come back and reclaim his home. Kind of their kind of their snub at Robert E. Lee that, yeah, it's like, you, no matter what happens in this, you're not gonna wanna come back to your house because we're burying all the dead here. They now call that cemetery Arlington National Cemetery. So, little tidbit for you. Hmm. <laughs> Being the only one talking is actually wearing my voice out a little bit. That's interesting. I've gone hours before with talking, but um, this has been interesting. Okay, um, what else do you guys got? So there's a place uh, here called Richmond Battlefields. You can guess it was a spot of blood battle. Yeah, and you know, a lot of those old battlefields, you know, there's still bodies and parts of bodies and all of that throughout the... Uh, you know, through the landscape. Um, you know, they talk about, like, the Battle of the Wilderness, which was fought a couple different times. Um, you know, the graves out there were shallow. It's like, you know, you had a bunch of deceased. A lot of times you just kind of hurried up and buried people. And so, like, the Battle of the Wilderness, first Battle of the Wilderness, they just shallow graves, you know, because they had to get out of there. Well, when the second Battle of the Wilderness was fought and they came back through, well, all of those graves because they were so, so shallow, all the, you know, they'd been washed away, bones were all over the place, it was just an absolute mess. So here's, you know, the bones of their comrades that they had fought with before, 
now they're all over the place, you know, out in the out in the woods and you know over the battlefield, and it's, it's terrible. So, um, what else you guys got? So, Carrie, yeah, Carrie's down there in Georgia, so he's got a lot of that stuff going on down there. Um, yeah, Shauna's saying she feels Clark Evans, who we're trying to track down, was in the woods. So, you know, maybe Shauna, that's one of those days uh, we go back there and, um, you know, tromp through the woods a little bit. You know, I don't want to get too deep because that brush was kind of high, but maybe. Maybe it's one of the, when it's a little colder and some of that stuff is, is tamped down that um, we check it out a little bit. You never know. He might be back there. So, um, okay. Do you believe after they excavate a cemetery and move the bodies, the spirits still hang there? Interesting question. Um, would they actually still hang out in a spot that their body had once been? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of not like the whole poltergeist thing where, you know, they move the headstones but not the bodies. And so, um, you know, the spirits are still there even though you don't see the headstones. Which, oh, by the way, uh, some of you had asked several weeks ago about the fairy plantation. If, you know, because all those headstones were tossed into the water by the developer, uh, the housing developer that came through and, and built the houses there. Um, if the bodies were still in the graves on that person's property. Yes, the bodies are still in the graves. But the stones are out in the water. Um, and that question was from Zippy. Okay. Um, wow, that's that's really interesting. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know because... Um, oh. Because usually, yeah, I mean, kind of like I described, you usually hear it where the headstones have been moved and the bodies haven't, so they're still, you know, hanging out there around the bodies. But if they had actually moved the bodies, would they still haunt the cemetery where the bodies had once been? I mean, possibly, um, if they, you know, recognize that, hey, you know, this is some place where, you know, my body had once been, you know, if they really have that kind of attachment to their body, um, you, you never know. I mean, maybe they they developed some sort of attachment. If they kept coming back to visit the cemetery, maybe they developed some sort of attachment to that location. Maybe they really liked that. And that's a very good question. Um, we'd have to try to dig up a, uh, a situation in, when, in which that has happened, where they've moved bodies and all cemetery and go back and, um, you know, and check that out. Um, I'm trying to think of, of a location in which that's happened. Uh, Philadelphia, uh, downtown Philadelphia, you know, putting in a... You know, big building. They, uh, you know, they excavated all the bodies. Um, one of the bodies ended up in the Smithsonian. Another in the uh, Mudder Museum for different various reasons because of the oddities of the bodies. Um, so I guess you'd have to go to that building that was put in place there and see if it's haunted with the spirits from the cemetery that had once been there. Although they do say that they had excavated all the bodies out of that cemetery so they could put the building in. I don't remember the exact location or the exact building in, in Philadelphia. Um, so, um, oh, Jen K is taken off. Thanks, Jen. Appreciate it. Um, disturbing their peace. I mean, maybe. You know, if, if you know, if. <laughs> 
I, I guess that's kind of the question. So would they hang around in the cemetery that their body had once been in? I mean, and you're saying, Lori, that, um, that they would, you're disturbing their peace, but their body is now being put someplace else. So if their attachment is to the body, wouldn't they go with the body? Or would they really, just because they're so ticked off that your, their body's been moved, would they hang out in that spot and just be, you know, a pissed off spirit? That's a good question. Um, so let's do this. Let's um, let's try to track down some cemeteries that had been moved, bodies and all. Go to the original location and see if there's any activity going on. That's basically what we'd have to do. So, um, oh, and I guess Phoenix Feather took off. Thank you, Phoenix Feather. Um, <laughs> what is this? Andrew Cox number one and Cubbage number two. Okay. You guys are taking numbers. We'll have to bring in another Andrew and get three of them going on. Um, what is this? Uh, Dawn, can you imagine going to that place in Tennessee, a forensic place? They dump bodies everywhere to see how they decompose. What would be the energy like that? You know, all that is crazy stuff. You know, bodies, yeah, yeah, you know, there's a lot of, you know, odd stuff that goes on. Some of it, okay, like you're saying, Dawn, you know, they're seeing how bodies decompose. You know, this stuff for science. You know, cadavers that are used um, by medical students. You know, what's going on with that stuff? You know, are, you know, the spirits of those people, you know, are they pissed off that their body's being cut up for science? You know, there's, there's a lot of interesting things like that that maybe, maybe that happens. Um... Joanna Rubino, didn't they build a road over a cemetery? I mean, that has happened in places, yeah, where they built a road over cemeteries. Um, there's one in West Virginia. <laughs> there's one in West Virginia where um, they're put in a highway. And there were um, the bodies of miners. Um, they were uh, mining silica and so silica when you're mining that will get into your system get into your lungs a lot like you know black lung disease when you're mining coal it kind of does the same thing basically kills you and so these bodies of these miners are basically you know dumped in a location out there in west virginia um so they were just kind of you know left there forgotten nobody really you know kind of already desecrated once right the highway comes through, basically dump the bodies off over to the side, so they're desecrated again, right? Well, finally somebody came in, recognized what the heck was going on, like, hey, you already disturbed, you know, you know, th these guys were already, you know, desecrated once from their deaths and just tossed off to the side to begin with. You know, now as you're coming through, you dig them up, you find that they're here, and you just toss them off to the side again, so desecrated yet, yet again. Um, they finally made a nice little cemetery for them, buried them, all that stuff. Um, so, I mean, were there any bodies still over that highway? I don't know. Would that highway be haunted? Well, there's definitely some stuff going on there, you know. Um, between that highway, this, uh, the places where they got dumped, the cemetery. I mean, just, you're going to piss off some people, you know, doing that. You know, you're constantly digging up their bodies and throwing them. I mean, they were tossed off to the side to begin with. They're tossed off to the side again when you know they decide to put the highway in, um, and 
for those of you that may remember, yes, that was the um, investigation last year of the whole uh, ghost box session with the question, well, you know you're dead, right? Yeah, that, that, was, uh, that investigation pissed me off. Those, those people there, I mean, they had already, the trauma their bodies had already gone through. They didn't need something like that. So, um, cool. So what else is going on? Um, Sean was saying there's a man buried standing up in the county I grew up in. You know what was interesting? At um, Belmont Manor, and we're going to talk a little bit about Belmont Manor here in a couple weeks on Edge of the Rabbit Hole when we have uh, Rob Gutrow on again. There's ha the hair. <laughs> there's a horse that's buried upright. Um, the previous owner, a long time ago, I mean, it was, it was a, a very, you know, big horse ranch. I mean, Belmont, you know, horses, right? Um, you know, this horse uh, of this homeowner, it was, you know, it's such, you know, his such pride possession, uh, prized possession, and, you know, um, he loved him so much, and he couldn't stand the thought of the horse you know, laying in the ground. He's like, no, this was a proud animal. So he actually had the horse buried upright um, on the premises. So interesting stuff. Um, you never think, okay, you know, you know, cemeteries, burial plot, you know, there's all kinds of stuff out there that's um, interesting. Um, yeah, you love the name Daisy. Cool. Um, horse racing rules. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, Okay, you guys are explaining who you are. <laughs> um, you knew a biker was buried with his bike. Yeah, you know, people get quirky. They want to be buried with uh, some of their objects. It's the thing is, we, we can't we can't take that stuff with us <clears throat> in, into the afterlife. You know, um, and so that's you know, that's one of the reasons why I do all the different things that I do is that um, you know I can't. I'm going to be really stupid here. Like, I can't take a cup with me to the afterlife. I could have a cup buried with me, but I can't take it with me to the afterlife. Being buried with a motorcycle, you're not having the motorcycle in the afterlife. But, you know, I, I get the thought behind it, you know, burying the, the horse in that way. I understand the thought. Um, for me, it's more about passing on, you know, from our generation, whatever we can acquire for you know, whatever, whatever, whether it's knowledge or what have you, for me it's mostly knowledge, you know, gather a bunch of knowledge and then present it in a format you know, to pass it on to, to you guys, to the next generation. I mean, that's what, you know, that's a big thing what the books are, are about. I mean, we're, excuse me, we're being a voice for the past. We are helping people to understand, no, you're not crazy. A lot of us have had these experiences too. And also, the knowledge that is in this book is now here for the next generation and they can pass it on to whomever um, and that's about, about all I can do here, right? <laughs> so um, what I try to do is, and Shana does this as well, is you know, any of these cemeteries that we go to there's so much history there in, in, ingrained with within you know the headstones the people that are there there's so many lives that are within there so many memories and whatever we can glean from all that whatever is shared with us from those on the other side and you know, we take that and then 
we pass it on again so that these people are remembered, that we become a voice for them. Like, hey, you know, these people are still here. You know, don't forget who they are. Don't forget these people that came before us. You know, they all, you know, all their, their actions, all their lives, you know, help to mold the fabric of who we are today. So let's not forget who they are. Let's remember them. Let's pass that on to the next generation. Hey, remember these people. They came before us. Don't forget all this. So, um, see, um, wow, wow, that's interesting, Diane. Friend's father was an alcoholic when he died to put a beer in his hand and close the coffin. Um, my grandfather on my mother's side, um, I wouldn't say he was an alcoholic, but he did like his beer. It's so, the last memory I have of him was him asking me to get him a Heineken out of the refrigerator. Um, it's kind of like that was that was classic Grandpa Handlevik's. Um, <clears throat> big time baseball player when uh, he was younger. Um, I guess probably where I got some of that from. Um, but yeah, was, he, he did like his beer. So um, yeah, he wasn't buried with one, but that was my my last memory of him. It was the last thing I did for him before he passed on. So. Um, <clears throat> All right, what else we got going on? We got about 10 minutes left in the show. I am starting to lose my voice. Thanks to those of you who hung out with Periscope. I've kind of haven't done such a good job of keeping up with the Periscope side of it. Sorry, guys. Um, love you down there, and I'll try to do a better job of keeping up with it. There's a lot of chat going on over here. Um, um, no one in ancient Egypt was buried alive. People, animals have to be mummified to ensure their arrival in the afterlife. Um, well, you know, in in any <clears throat> culture, I will say that there, um, whether it was their practice. Oh, hey, uh, <laughs> uh, Donnie, not, I had to set something down in the Periscope that chat. Uh, hey. Thanks, appreciate that. And uh, Lens is giving hearts. Okay, <laughs> thanks, guys. Now that I said something, right? So, um, in any culture, whether it was you know the practice or not, there have been people that have been buried alive. I mean, accidents happen. You know, it'd be a cave-in somewhere while they're mining or what have you. People get buried alive. It happens. Um, you know, or if there's somebody sinister, maybe a murderer, or somebody who wants to murder somebody, they decide to do that. It happens. Um, but, yeah. Um, what else? Yeah, families, some families do strange things when loved ones die. Yeah, there's a lot of, um, you know, different, you know, family um, practices, um, traditions that, that they do that are kind of passed on from generation to generation. And, you know, it's, I guess my hope for that is if one generation would pass on to the others, you know, why we do this. You know, we started doing this tradition way back here. You know, this is why we do it. Keep it up. Because um, a lot of times what happens is a, a tradition will be handed down and people will lose. Why, why do we keep doing this? And they don't even know. And so by the time, you know, it gets a few generations down, they're like, well, we just do it because they always did it. It'd, it'd be nice to know the original reason as to why. Um, that's just my personal take. Some people probably don't care, but, you know. Um, <clears throat> what else we got, guys? Um, 
the uh, Dom just found out up the road from me is a grave on the side of the road. It's a marker for a man who died building the bridge right there. He fell into the cement. Whoa! So he's actually in the cement of the of the road of the bridge. Yikes! Um, yeah, thanks for the hearts down there, guys. Um, Donnie, Donnie's saying something about banshees. Um, we're not really getting into banshees here. Uh, Banshee, well, that would be like. Um, we were talking about the uh, woman in black on the uh, Friday Night Ghost Frights on Friday. Uh, that's what we were talking about, uh, a little bit about Banshees. Um, we're just kind of keeping it at cemeteries tonight. Banshees uh, visit cemeteries and haunt cemeteries in... Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of an Irish uh, legend, isn't it? Uh, Banshees over the cemeteries? I think so. Um... Yeah, Creepy Karma says, people being buried alive is where we get the words graveyard shift and dead ringer. There you go. Um, well, um, Carrie, <laughs> murder was not condoned in ancient Egypt in any circumstance. Um, it's not really condoned in most cultures. We don't condone it now, today. So, <laughs> come on, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what Don's saying. Um... Surprise, the Golden Gate Bridge isn't haunted. Many fell there to their death in making the bridge. And people um, commit suicide off the Golden Gate Bridge. So, is the Golden Gate Bridge haunted? I mean, it, it may be. You never know. I mean, I actually have not, or have I? I'm trying to think. Have I gone across the Golden Gate Bridge? I don't, I don't think I have. <laughs> there was one time I was in that area. I don't think I went over the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, but yeah, people commit suicide off there and things like that too. So, um, it, it's a suicide bridge as well um, yeah um, so it's been an interesting discussion I think you know about cemeteries haunted um, you know different types of uh, cemeteries that are out there you know there's and there's a lot that are out there I mean there's abandoned ones that like Shauna and I were checking out um, the Schumann Cemetery there a few weeks ago that's abandoned um, kind of out in the woods there all the foliage is growing up over it and, you know, the stones there are still, you know, they're pretty large, and so you can find it. But there's other ones that are, you know, however many, you know, hundreds of years old that, you know, the stones kind of weather away, and it's harder to distinguish from just like a regular rock in the ground. And so there's a lot of cemeteries that are out there that you would never guess actually exist. And, um, and so you may not even know that a cemetery is there. So those locations could very well be haunted. Um, and Lynn's is saying down here in Periscope, there may be residual energy hauntings too. Um, sure. You know, um, you can't get residual uh, hauntings at cemeteries as well. That, you know, that flies. Um, there's the other one. Or then you have the legends like we were talking about with the women in black on Friday Night Ghost Rites. You know, here's a, um, you know, a woman, you know, veiled, um, you know, people were scared of her, of course, back in that day. Um, you know, walking amongst the headstones, you know, is, um, you know, is she one of the spirits there? You know, was she somebody, just a regular person, just visiting at night? Um, you know, upset that, you know, a loved one of theirs had died. Although, with that particular one, she wasn't going to any particular headstone. She was just walking amongst the stones. So, there's a lot of, you know, legends like that. Um, and stories like that, witnessed uh, eyewitness accounts that uh, that play into a lot of these cemetery stories and legends as well. 
So, um, Super Woody Boy, there are a few workmen buried in the pylons that support the uh, Mackinac Bridge in Michigan. They fell into the forums when filling with concrete. Yeah, you know, a, a lot of those, um, yeah, you do hear about, you know, horrific stories like that, whether it's a bridge, um, some sort of building where, you know, workers fall in, uh, especially long time ago when uh, some of these structures were built that they didn't have you know, a lot of the safety measures that we have today and people would fall in and and there you go um yeah it's um you know kind of creepy some of the sources falling into the pylons of the Mackinac bridge you know crazy stuff so um what else you got um Vacant hotel in downtown Richmond is from Dawn. Huge one with a restaurant in the main floor. Nobody lives there. Um, old man looking from the third window. Okay. Um, 480 Bridge outside of Cleveland. There are trails down there. You see markers from where people died from jumping. Um, yeah. Yeah, a lot of the tall bridges like that. Um, yeah, 480 in, in Cleveland. You get that. Um, you know, any of the any of the big bridges over water like Chesapeake Bay Bridge in uh, in Maryland um, the last year that I was there that one usually gets a few a um, couple every year I guess but um, specifically there was one um, just before I left that you know traffic was held up because somebody just parked their car on the bridge middle of traffic and just walked out jumped right off you know kind of crazy um, now we get into jumping off bridges. <laughs> um, Hoover Dam, yeah. So, alright. So, I guess we're probably going to wrap it up here. Uh, sorry, my voice is getting a little shot, a little worn, because uh, we had the show earlier tonight. And, um, alright, so, hey guys, let me know what you, uh, what you thought of the show. This is our first Inside the Upside Down. I think we covered a lot of different aspects of, you know, haunted cemeteries, what may make them haunted, different sightings that have been there, um, a lot of different aspects of that, um, probably some other things that we could have, um, gotten into as well. Um, so let's go ahead and do some shout-outs. Thank you guys down there in the Periscope chat for, uh, you know, got all the hearts going on and everything down there. That's awesome. So I wish it would show the different people down there like it does here. I don't know. Can I click on that and we'll show people? No, it doesn't. It just shows the number. All right. I mean, I see I see Lynn's little icon there hitting the button. That's cool. Um, all right. So, yeah, thank you guys for hanging out this long. I know it's getting late. It's almost midnight here on the East Coast, and some people have already left. So this is why it's the After Hours show. So, Shauna, of course, my love, thank you so much for shenanigating the chat again uh, for this show. Uh, Sean Gilmore, thank you very much, buddy, for hanging out tonight. Creepy Karma, thanks for, uh, for joining us. Grizz, a lightning bear, hey, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Spooky Spectacular, Don Francisco, thank you very much, and I'm um, glad you got your, uh, your book. Diane Hilbert. Thank you for, uh, of course, joining us. And yeah, um, you're welcome. <laughs> you, you, you're one of the people that was like, make it two hours, make it two hours, made it two hours. There you go. Or two separate shows. That's basically what we did. Um, what else we got? Uh, Joanne Rubino, thanks again for hanging out with us tonight. Um, Andrew Cubbage, Oklahoma dude. 
All right, Fran Milano, thank you so much again. And you you always retweet and share stuff out and stuff like on, on Twitter and, of course, on Facebook, too. Really appreciate that. And a lot of you guys do share all the stuff out. It's always greatly, greatly appreciated. Zippy Davis, thank you again for hanging out with us. A lot of you guys were here for the first show and hung out for the second. That's awesome. Carrie Parrish, thanks for joining us tonight. Um, what else we got? I know some people have already left. Uh, Lori Lynn, thanks for hanging out for a second hour tonight. Uh, appreciate that. Um, Lynn's White, thanks for being on both platforms. It's very, very cool. Ether Shadow, thank you very much. I believe you were on the first show too, and I think I forgot a shout out, so um, got you this time around. Um, who else do we have? Um, uh, I'm scrolling up for those of you that are wondering what I'm doing. So, and I don't. You know, I could just hey, hey, here you guys are. Hit the little chat button. Or I didn't do that the first time around. Hit the chat button. Hit the button. Hit the, go. I've hit it. It just isn't going. There we go. All right. Uh, Andrew Cox, thank you again. I think I already said Andrew. I don't know. I got Andrew coverage before earlier too. So, um, is there anybody else? Because not all of you that are hanging out and watching are actually chatting. So, let me scroll all the way back down because I went pretty far up. Um, Super Woody Boy, I think I already got you. Uh, Donna Gorton, um, one of our Cheshire Cats, thank you very much. And, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's even more work. I signed up for another hour. Um, and there was a, there's another name there. Basically, uh, Deborah Sosby, thank you. Uh, is it Sosby or Sosby? Um, yeah, basically, I figured, you know what, you guys wanted a second hour, right now, it's like, I'm already doing it, I already have everything set up, the lights are on, the camera's going, I've got all the software set up, um, I could keep talking, I could keep going for a little while longer, it's like, <clears throat> maybe the last 15 minutes, it started to get a little raw, um, but it's like, why not, it's like, you know, you, you guys want it, I can keep doing it for now, it would it would be a lot more work to try to set it up for a whole other night. So I'll just keep rolling it now. And, um, you know, we'll see where the, this show goes. Um, maybe it's a little bit uh, more loose-fitting, you know, uh, inside the upside-down. Um, we want to try to get into some of the um, more kind of deeper esoteric stuff. I think we covered a lot of different aspects of cemeteries and... Um, you know why they're haunted and different hauntings that happen at cemeteries. Let me know what you think. Um, so um, yeah, just just hit me up, uh, send me a private message or what have you, and just let me know. Um, you know maybe other topics that you guys want to hear or want to know about, and uh, we'll see. We'll see how this show goes. So, all right. Uh, next week, I will tell you this. I mean, it, it would have. It actually would have made a lot more sense for the first show. You know, given what the upside down is on uh, Stranger Things, the shadow people. And um, because, you know, there's the big shadow entity going on in, in Stranger Things uh, too. So we'll do that for next week. Um, I figured Haunted Cemeteries, we were just talking about that, um, you know, less than a week ago on, um, whatchamacallit, uh, the Mike's Morning Mug, we just had a, um, a blog post on it, so it's kind of like we've been talking a lot about cemeteries lately. So, figured we'll talk about it live, 
and then so next week we'll do uh, we'll do shadow people, and because uh, that's usually a pretty a topic that people want to know more about. I know I've talked a lot about shadow people um, in the past, and I do have you know the presentation that's out there, and I did it at the Fairy Plantation, um, did the live stream and all that. And it's a presentation I usually give, but we'll just talk a lot of different um, you know aspects of it that you know maybe you guys have some ideas and uh, other things that you've heard or researched or what have you. Um, excuse me, uh, to get a little bit deeper into it, and, and there's another reason why I want to get deeper into this. Um, shit, I'll announce it right now. Okay, so, you guys, and I know some of you guys know that I hide stuff. I hide stuff. There's little things, little little hints, little uh, um, hidden items, hidden gems within the books, within some of the videos and all that. So, if for those, how many of y'all have this? I know some of you do. Dawn just got her copy today in the mail because she was a contributor. Um, I know Shonda's already looked at it. Um, back here, conclusion. You know, just my final thoughts, right? Now, at the second one, volume two, there was a little icon that was down there. It basically was a hint toward the time channeler coming out. So, this one. It's Adam Tillery's, it's a small version of it, but Adam Tillery's drawing of the shadow person that I saw when I was a child. So that's the next book. I'm doing a book on shadow people. So, um, something that <clears throat> I would, uh, I'm going to start asking for more openly are uh, people's experiences, stories uh, with shadow people. Um, in Depending on your uh, comfort level, you can we can use your name. We could go anonymous, whatever. Um, you know, change the name to protect the innocent, or the guilty, whichever way you look at it. Um, <laughs> you like my shadow talks, thank you, Ether. Um, yeah, it's well, I've had a lot of experiences. You know, <laughs> I really have. It's um, you know, some people like Shauna sees more of, of the apparitions. She see she sees some shadows, but she's seen more of the apparitions. I'm kind of the reverse where I've seen some, you know, parts of apparitions. <laughs> I've never seen a full, full-bodied apparition. Uh, but I've seen parts, you know. Uh, I've seen, you know, different white whips and stuff. I see a lot of shadows. I don't know if that says anything personally about me. I see, I've seen full-blown shadow people. I see wisps of shadows. Um, I've, seen, I've seen all kinds of stuff. So, um, so I'm going to write a book on it. And so anybody who'd like to share their experiences um, so that we can kind of, you know, start to uh, maybe, you know, <clears throat> we've kind of already categorized stuff. But, um, you know, for example, people want to share their stories, their experiences, you know, kind of almost like with encounters, you know, share your experience and let other people know that, hey, this, this happened to you too, that sort of thing. Um, so we'll put it into book format and, you know, we'll kind of need those experiences to kind of go along with it all. So let me know. You just hit me up again, just private message me, whatever. Um, Alright, Joy Rubino has seen a full body. Awesome. I haven't. That's like the, the one, that's probably like the one thing that I haven't seen yet. Um, it's kind of like with natural disasters. The only one I haven't been through is a tsunami. I don't know. <laughs> Alright. So, um, Andrew, thank you for all the kind words. Really do appreciate that. Uh, Mike, you see shadows because you. Because no way you never didn't. Um, I just 
I see a lot of shadows. <laughs> I don't know. Um, he's so nervous. I guess I'm missing something there. Okay. Um, what else did I miss here while I was chatting? Um, all right. Well, I guess I'm probably just going to uh, wrap it up. Um, yeah, that's going to be uh, Oh, Mike, did that shadow man that you saw as a kid start all this interest? Um, yes and no. Um, I, mean, cause I get asked a question. Like last night when I had my interview um, on Rogue Talk Radio, um, I get asked a lot what got me into all of this. And certainly the shadow person is one of those things. So it's, a, it's a combination of things. Um, that shadow man that I saw when I was a child, for those of you that don't know the story, just real quick, um, woke up in the middle of the night, run right through it, woke up in the middle of the night, saw a shadow person in the corner of my room, um, it approached me, across my arms, across my body, ran off down the hall into the linen closet. There you go, that's a quick version. <laughs> um, that was the first major significant paranormal experience that I had as a child. There may have been another earlier than that in my childhood, but I was so young, it's really hard to know whether it was truly paranormal or not. Um, but I did, in the next morning, tell my grandfather that he had a blinking gorilla in the bedroom upstairs. Um, <laughs> in any case, yeah, eight or nine years old, that, that happened. I saw other, um, when I was 13, saw another one for a while, repeatedly, um, in that house for like the first two months that we were living there. Um, first paranormal experience, um, first, next. first paranormal investigation was when I was about 15 years old. Um, and then, like I was reading Hans Holzer and stuff like that um, when I was a, uh, an early teenager. So it's kind of like a combination of all those things that got me into this. Um, and then with the writing, I w I've been writing since I was in second grade. And I did write some little, you know, spooky ghost stories and stuff like that. And I always had, I always like really loved Halloween and, and stuff like that. So, you know. Okay. Um, I guess that's about it now. <laughs> um. <coughs> All right. So, again, Go ahead, hit me up on like uh, Facebook or whatever. Um, private message me for any thoughts that you had on this show. Um, any stories you might have on shadow people that you want to share with me that we're going to go ahead and do as part of the book. You guys are the first to know about that, other than Shana. Um, you guys are the first to know about it. And um, that's it, really. Till next time. <laughs> have a great night, everybody. Really appreciate it. Mm -hmm.